Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we are doing episode numero two of the ADP Battle Series, which is pretty much just putting a player versus another player who are going right next to each other in the 2020 Fantasy Football Draft. Now, so far, I've done Devontae Parker versus Mr. Terry McLaurin, and this video is the second in the series, DJ Moore versus Juju Smith-Schuster. So I'll be attacking running backs, quarterbacks, and tight ends all in this series. It'll probably be a weekly thing, maybe even twice a week as we get closer into August and later into July. So before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 Fantasy Football championship so without further ado let's get right into it dj moore versus juju smith schuster for fantasy football in 2020 now dj moore right now is coming as the wide receiver number 10 off the board and juju is going as wide receiver numero 10 so they're going back to back michael jordan 96 97 so looking at dj moore first and then we are going to be looking at juju afterwards and then we're going to come to the verdict of who i end up preferring and i'd like to let you guys actually debate about this in the comments so please leave down below dj moore or Juju Smith-Schuster. You can either do that now, before you listen to it, or you can do it after at the end of the video. So first up is DJ Moore, FFPC ADP 38.07. FFPC is high stakes league, so if you're playing $100 plus to get into fantasy drafts, he is six foot tall out of the Carolina Panthers, 210 pounds, 23 years old, so he's quite the young man. His workout metrics are, as Borat would describe as, very nice. 89th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.42, 108.5 speed score, which ranks 88th at the wide receiver position, 94th percentile burst score, 73rd percentile agility score, and an 89th percentile catch radius. So looking at his stats from last season, he finished as wide receiver numero 16. His ADP right now, wide receiver 9. Like I said, overall pick 29 on Fantasy Pros ADP, which uh, is a composite. It compiles all of the websites that do fantasy drafts and puts them all right into one. He is a third round pick. Wide receiver 16 last year, like I said, 15.4 PPR points per game, ranking 14th at the wide receiver position. He only missed one game last year, playing a grand total of 15 games, 135 targets, 9.0 per game, 10th at wide receiver, and 87 receptions, 5.8 per game, 10th at wide receiver, which is honestly very high considering you would know that the fucking quarterback play there was very iffy. They had, at the beginning of the year, it starts with Cam Newton. Then they start after the first two games, Cam ends up blowing his back, doing whatever the fuck happened on the field or his leg or something. He ends up getting hurt. And then, obviously, it's Kyle Allen time. And then towards the end of the season, they switch to Will Greer. And then they go back to Kyle Allen. It was pretty confusing there, but he got a lot of targets. Not the most receptions due to the fact that the targets just weren't the best thrown balls. 1,175 receiving yards, 78.3 per game, 8th in the NFL wide receiver. Four total touchdowns, 43rd amongst wide receivers. Now, touchdown total is something that's very hard to predict for the future when it comes to wide receivers, running backs. Quarterbacks, it might be a little bit easier, but for, for wide receivers, it's very hard because going from four to 10 touchdowns wouldn't surprise me at all. The way I like to look at it is we I like to see how many red zone receptions the guy had. He had seven red zone receptions, 25th amongst wide receivers. So he's not one of these guys that is a super big red zone threat. Typically when they're in the red zone, what the fucking Panthers are going to do is they're going to hand it to Christian McCaffrey or they're going to throw it to Christian McCaffrey. So I don't really expect DJ Moore's touchdown total to go fucking through the roof or something in 2020, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ups the total by maybe one or two touchdowns. He had a 24.3% target share in that Carolina Panthers offense, which is surprising 
surprising considering it seems like it's probably 75% Christian McCaffrey, 24.3% DJ Moore, and 0.3% or 0.7% the other fucking players on the team. So he ranked 17th at wide receiver and target share. So he was seeing a lot of targets. He was clearly the alpha in Carolina, and I believe he still is. Now, last season, we could tell that he really wasn't that efficient in the games he played. He ranked 47th in yards per reception with 13.5 yards per reception, ranked 35th in yards per target with 8.7. His catch rate was god-awful with 64.4, which ranks 46th. But something to note about his catch rate is his true catch rate, which is something that player profiler compiles, is ranking 19th in the NFL with 87.9. So had the quarterback not been an absolute dumpster fire there, even though Kyle Allen played pretty well in those games, Cam didn't look very good and then there was games where Kyle Allen just absolutely took a shit in the bed and kind of screwed DJ Moore over his catch rate would have been 87.9 so I think with an upgrade at quarterback like we're seeing with Teddy Bridgewater I think DJ Moore is obviously a much better player in that scenario and his target accuracy was also low with 6.72 out of 10 ranking 72nd at the wide receiver position so the targets really just were not all that good coming his way but I think that's going to change this year with my main man Teddy throws a belt so looking at his splits last year the splits I want to bring up are with Mr. Kyle Allen versus with Cam Newton and Will Greer playing the quarterback position. Now, I talked about how his targets necessarily weren't the best, but he was still giving the ball to Mr. DJ Moore a shit ton of times, and that might be because of the composure in the pocket, because Cam Newton was just getting absolutely rocked. He was probably scared to get hurt, and then he ends up getting hurt, and then Will Greer just isn't all that great, and I'm sure he didn't want to air the ball out to DJ Moore when you can just dump it off to the best running back in the NFL to Christian McCaffrey. So, in the 12 games with Kyle Allen versus the three without, in the 12 games with Kyle Allen, 13.66 half PPR points per game versus 8.37 without 16.57 PPR points per game versus 11.2 without Kyle Allen. His receiving numbers were pretty similar though. 5.83 per game versus 5.67. His touchdown totals went up with Kyle Allen 0.33 per game versus zero. His targets went up 9.08 versus 8.67 and his receiving yards went up 84.08 versus 55. 33 without Kyle Allen. Now, Kyle Allen isn't the best quarterback in the NFL. Riverboat Ron actually stole him and took him from Carolina where he was the coach and shipped him over to Washington to be the backup quarterback for Dwayne Haskins. So he's obviously not some type of a stud, but he is a comparable backup quarterback. And I think we saw that with DJ Moore last year. So obviously in the offseason, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, and some O-line. So first we're going to address Robbie Anderson. Now, Robbie Anderson to me does nothing to DJ Moore's value. Curtis Samuel was there. It's like the same shit. You don't fucking want Curtis Samuel. You don't want Robbie Anderson. What you want is DJ Moore or you want nothing in that pass-catching game besides maybe Ian Thomas or Christian McCaffrey. I have zero confidence. Obviously, you want Christian McCaffrey, but I have zero confidence in Robbie Anderson stealing anything from DJ Moore. DJ Moore is clearly the alpha on this team in the wide receiver core, so I don't think anything is going to take away from that. Now, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater, like I brought up earlier, and Teddy Bridgewater is going to be very important to this team. Now, while I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the next fantasy football god or something, like he's going to ball out of control and save DJ Moore from maybe not being too good, but he's obviously better than Kyle Allen, and he was pretty good with the Saints. The Saints situation is going to be set up how I believe, just like the Panthers are going to want to do it. They're going to want to run the ball or throw it. They're either going to want to run it to the running back, throw it to the running back, or throw it to their number one wide receiver. For the Saints, that's handed to Alvin Kamara. 
throw it to Alvin Kamara or throw it to Michael Thomas. For the Panthers, you're either going to throw it to Christian McCaffrey, hand it to Christian McCaffrey, or throw it to DJ Moore. It's going to be a similar system, and that is how Teddy Bridgewater ate last year. And I think just like with DJ Moore, Michael Thomas isn't the most efficient wide receiver that's ever graced the NFL. He just gets the ball thrown to him a zillion times, and I honestly think that's something we could see out of DJ Moore this season. So now on to the second part of the video where we talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. If you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below because you're not going to want to miss out on any more content. So Juju Smith-Schuster last season, obviously a Pittsburgh Steelers, six foot one, 215 pounds out of USC, 23.6 years old. His workout metrics are absolutely atrocious, but the guy plays far better than what his workout metrics are. I say this in a lot of videos. Some guys, the workout metrics are just straight up fake news. It's just a lie. Well, obviously it's not a lie because it's actually what he does, but it just doesn't tell the tale of the player, whereas other guys, it super tells the tale of the player, and other guys, it's just kind of indifferent in the middle. For Juju, he's faster than the 4.54, and even if he isn't actually faster than that, it doesn't seem to matter for how he plays. 52nd percentile 40-yard dash, 72nd percentile speed score, 21st percentile burst score, 68th percentile agility score, 1% off of being very and 50th percentile catch radius, which is also just some fake fucking news. So looking at his stats from last year, Juju Smith-Schuster was drafted last season as a top eight wide receiver. He was in some people's top fives, and he absolutely bent those people over and gave him a dicking raw dog with absolutely no lube used. About halfway through the season, you started to walk funny due to how Juju Smith-Schuster did us dirty. So overall, pick number 33 in the draft right now in a third-round pick, just like with DJ Moore. So last year he finished as wide receiver number 65. I'm not going to super harp on these numbers. I'm going to read them to you, but I don't think these really tell the tale of how Juju Smith-Schuster is as a player due to the fact that he had Big Ben for a little bit, and then it turned into fucking Mason Rudolph, and then Mason Rudolph gets fucking absolutely eliminated in that one game. I don't remember who he's playing. They hit him. He fucking gets back up. His helmet's on sideways. They have the face mask off of him. He looks fucking stupid. I feel sorry for the guy because then later in the season... They go to Duck, and then they Duck Hodges, then they go back to him, and then he gets bashed in the head by Miles Garrett. So it was a whole shit show at quarterback for Juju, and Juju was dealing with injuries this whole time. 9.4 PPR points per game, 60th at wide receiver. He only played in 12 games, 72 targets, 6.0 per game, 42 receptions, 3.5 per game. In none of those was he any good ranking in the NFL. 552 receiving yards. None of these numbers are anywhere near what you thought Juju was going to be. Three total touchdowns, atrocious. Four red zone receptions, atrocious. An 18.3% target share on that offense so absolutely atrocious numbers from Juju last year but I think that's mainly due to the fact that the quarterback play was fucked up it was verklempt as they like to say and what's funny about that is the team was still winning all these fucking games screwing up by Dolphins pick due to the fact that their defense is absolutely schnasty they're crazy so Juju when Big Ben was healthy in 2018 finishes with wide receiver number nine in PPR points per game with 18.4 166 targets 10.4 per game fourth at wide receiver, 111 receptions, 6.9 per game. Very nice. Number five at wide receiver, 1,426 receiving yards, 89.1 per game. Fifth at wide receiver, 16 red zone receptions, second in the NFL, and seven total touchdowns, 13th in the NFL. So that's what Juju can do. Now, I understand that there's going to be people saying, Oh my God, Nick, don't you know that Antonio Brown was on that team with Juju in 2018 when he was balling out? I understand, but they have brought in other pieces that I think are talented at the wide receiver position. They draft Chase fucking Clay 
Claypool, which I'm going to be talking about later. They bring in fucking Eric Ebron. They draft Anthony McFarlane. All these talented pieces around him. I don't think Anthony McFarlane is going to be the starting running back. I think it's going to be James Conner. But that's another piece they add to the offense. They have all these other offensive weapons that are scary to the defense, that aren't going to make Mr. fucking Juju make his knees weak, arms are heavy, because he's the only fucking talented guy on the field. James Washington going to return, still going to be a fine wide receiver. A lot of people believe Deontay Johnson, like myself, is going to break out. So don't be surprised in thinking that Juju is just the head alpha on the team. I think that's where a lot of people were mistaken. They were thinking he was going to get peppered in targets like the Salt Bay. They were thinking all these things just like I thought last year, and it was just fake fucking news because they were just locking this motherfucker down, and then Big Ben gets hurt. I really don't believe we are going to be seeing that in 2020. If we look at his other stats with Big Ben in Juju Smith-Schuster's career, in split 18 games with Big Ben, out of split 10 games without Big Ben. With Big Ben, he averages 14.38 half PPR points per game versus 7.25 without a almost a pretty much double numbers for the half PPR numbers. Eight PPR points per game without Big Ben versus 17.77 with Big Ben. The target numbers went up double almost. 10.11 with Big Ben versus 5.6 without. The touchdowns did look similar. 0.39 touchdowns versus 0.3 without. 6.78 receptions versus 3.1 without. And 85.83 receiving yards versus 39 without. So he's absolute monster with Big Ben. Now I have actually, after looking at all these numbers, moved Juju up in my rankings, but ultimately, to me, the winner is DJ fucking Moore. I really believe in this Panthers offense to get him the rock a whole shit ton. I believe that the Panthers offense will be better this year. I believe DJ Moore will be ultra efficient, and I believe that we will win. I believe DJ Moore is much better than him. I have DJ Moore inside my top 10. Juju is more of a top 18 type of wide receiver to me. So let me know down below in the comments what you guys think. Do you like Juju or do you like DJ Moore more? Haha, <laughs> DJ Moore more. I'd love to hear about that and I'd love to talk to you guys in the comments. So thank you all for watching. If you ended up enjoying at any point, like I said during the video, please click that subscribe button and click that like button if you guys enjoyed the video. I love you all and I'll see you motherfuckers tomorrow with yet another banger. Goodbye, my friends. Ho <laughs> ho, goofy.